It would be much the same today, and Grenouille's mother, who was still a young woman, barely in her mid-twenties, and who still was quite pretty, and had almost all her teeth in her mouth and some hair on her head, and, except for gout and syphilis and a touch of consumption, suffered from no serious disease, who still hoped to live a while yet, perhaps a good five or ten years, and perhaps even to marry one day, and as the honourable wife of a widower with a trade or some such, to bear real children. Grenouille's mother wished that it were already over. And when the final contractions began, she squatted down under the gutting table, and there gave birth, as she had done four times before, and cut the newborn thing's umbilical cord with her gutting knife. But then, on account of the heat and the stench, which she did not perceive as such, but only as an unbearable, numbing something, like a field of lilies or a small room filled with too many narcissi, she grew faint, toppled to one side, fell out from under the table into the street, and lay there, knife in hand. Tumult and turmoil. The crowd stands in a circle around her, staring. Someone hails the police. The woman with the knife in her hand is still lying in the street. Slowly she comes to. What has happened to her? Nothing. What is she doing with that knife? Nothing. Where does the blood on her skirt come from? From the fish. She stands up, tosses the knife aside, and walks off to wash. And then, unexpectedly, the infant under the gutting table begins to squall. They have a look, and beneath a swarm of flies and amid the offal and fish heads, they discover a newborn child. They pull it out. As prescribed by law, they give it to a wet nurse and arrest the mother. And since she confesses, openly admitting that she would definitely have let the thing perish, just as she had with those other four, by the way, she is tried, found guilty of multiple infanticide, and a few weeks later decapitated at the Place de Grève. By that time the child had already changed wet nurses three times. No one wanted to keep it for more than a couple of days. It was too greedy, they said, sucked as much as two babies, deprived the other sucklings of milk and them, the wet nurses, of their livelihood, for it was impossible to make a living nursing just one babe. The police officer in charge, a man named La Fosse, instantly wearied of the matter and wanted to have the child sent to a halfway house for foundlings and orphans at the far end of the Rue Saint-Antoine, from which transports of children were dispatched daily to the great public orphanage in Rouen. But since these convoys were made up of porters who carried bark baskets into which, for reasons of economy, up to four infants were placed at a time, since therefore the mortality rate on the road was extraordinarily high, since for that reason the porters were urged to convey only baptized infants and only those furnished with an official certificate of transport to be stamped upon arrival in Rouen, since the babe Grenouille had neither been baptized nor received even so much as a name to inscribe officially on the certificate of transport, since, moreover, it would not have been good form for the police anonymously to set a child at the gates of the halfway house, which would have been the only way to save the other formalities, Thus, because of a whole series of bureaucratic and administrative difficulties that seemed likely to occur if the child was shunted aside, and because time was short as well, Officer La Fosse 
revoked his original decision and gave instructions for the boy to be handed over on written receipt to some ecclesiastical institution or other so that there they could baptize him and decide his further fate. He got rid of him at the cloister of Saint-Méry in the Rue Saint-Martin. There they baptized him with the name Jean-Baptiste. And because on that day the prior was in a good mood and the Elimosinary fund not yet exhausted, they did not have the child shipped to Rouen, but instead pampered him at the cloister's expense. To this end he was given to a wet nurse named Jeanne Boussy, who lived in the Rue Saint-Denis, and was to receive, until further notice, three francs per week for her trouble.